naturally on allflavorsradio.com. Go there, girls. Oh, yes. Good evening, everyone. How are you all doing out there in All Flavors land? It is today is the 17th of November. How the weeks are rolling by very quickly. And I'm sure it's something like 39, 30-ish amount of days until the 25th of December. I'm Wimbo77. And I'm naturally Lily. Hey, and we're on allflavorsradio.com. Welcome, welcome, welcome. How are you all doing out there? How are you all doing out there? Everyone in the chat room will be coming to you very soon and everyone all over the world. Now, what what was your day like today, Lily? Um, it was busy. I was working today, so I was doing um my normal nine to five mm-hmm. as well as my um I don't know what you call my secondary Your residual, your residual. My residual <laughs> my residual today. So yeah. Um yes. it was nice. It was a nice day though. It was a good mm, day. Lovely. And I had an event this morning. That went rather well. It was a mindset checkup. Mm-hmm. So people, um, some delegates came in and we just worked out how we could set our mindsets right and how it's good to regularly check up, just like we have an MOT. Mm-hmm. Mine, it was a maintaining optimum thinking. Mm-hmm. That's the, uh, the MOT that we need to have in order to really think clearly and something that we don't, I, I, I can't say and make the assumption that people don't check in on their mental health Mm -hmm. but it's something that we need to check up on on a regular basis yeah and that's what you you done that via zoom didn't you for your company because i think at the moment as well during lockdown it's definitely something that we do need to um be weary of is our mindset Um, absolutely you know it's not nice being in the situation that we are in but we're here so Mm. it's um very important that that we do have a regular mental health check absolutely and the thing is that like i said i've done a course last week and it was all about mental health first aid Mm -hmm. and I was very quite surprised at the amount of people that are suffering when it comes down because there's two different things our mental health and mental illness Mm -hmm. they're two different things and then on two different scales but it all boils down to mental health Mm -hmm. you know and really just keeping in check with our mindset Mm -hmm. it's so so important you know having that positive mindset knowing you know, or learning to know, because sometimes we don't even really know ourselves, do we? You know, so really getting to know ourselves, what works for us and what doesn't work for us. Mm -hmm. And that's the whole point of that mindset checkup. Yeah. So I think next week we're doing one on developing a growth mindset and how we can develop that. So, yeah, that was my morning this this, uh, morning. Lovely. Yeah. And took a nice long walk too and trained as well. How amazing, huh? Yeah, that walk was needed as well. Wasn't it? <laughs> oh, it was lovely. Lovely little walk we had. And it was quite a nice mild day today as well. Mm-hmm. But we do have a lot to be getting on with. And um, there's a lot lined up on the show today, everybody. And like you, like we say, we always like for you to have your say, join in and comment on anything that maybe strikes out to you or anything that rings Uh, rings a bell with you you know and there are a few things that are on the agenda today Mm -hmm. so what would you like to start off with Lily? oh I don't know should we do the the needs of a man and a woman that kind of breaks it in what do you think 
Yeah, go on then. Yeah, so we know that men have needs. We spoke last week about the five love languages. Yes. Right, do you remember any of them? I do. Or do you remember your one? Yeah. Yeah? Well, I don't... Well, yeah, kind of. (laughs) (laughs) I know the five are... Oh, do you know what, Lee? I tell you what, don't don't say anything because we can have that as a competition. Oh, we can, yeah. Can't we? All what right, guys. What are the five love languages, guys? What are the five love languages? And you're not allowed to use Google, all right? No Google <laughs> searches. I will know if you've, you've looked into Google, all right? So no Google searches. What are the five love languages? And I might throw in a 40. <gasps> oh, yes. Now, let me tell you about this book, everybody, okay? 40 is going to be, if not it is already, the number one bestseller. <laughs> and 40 is a very, very interesting book. It's about the, um, should we say escapades? Is no. it an escapade? It's about, it's about her metamorphosis through her 40th year. Yes. That's yes. what it's about. Um, a, a nice, successful woman who comes to a crossroads when she turns 40 mm, mm. and there are many many challenges and, turns yeah. and things that she choices it's all down to choices isn't it yeah so going back to that man's and women's needs mm. it's highlighted in there and it's quite funny because a lot of people have said oh my goodness have you been in my house like watching my life because <laughs> we come to a point where you can either take it or you can leave it, right? Mm-hmm. And that's uh, her name is Rima. She goes through all these certain situations. So, what are the five love languages? And if you join us in the chat room or call in, no, you have to call in and let us know what the five love languages are. Yeah. And you will get a signed copy of 40. Yeah. All right. So, that's if you don't have it already, because I know a few of you do. <laughs> but um, yeah, so a signed copy of 40. All right. So, yeah, what are a man's and woman's needs then, would you say? I don't know. I think um, you was going along the lines of men are rational and women are emotional. Mm. Um, I don't know if I agree with that because I think men can be emotional as well. Yeah, I, I agree with that, that men can be emotional. But you think predominantly men's needs are rational? Yeah, yeah. Please explain. Like, a man won't have a meltdown... And cry about certain things, maybe. Or we put more emotion into things. We need that physical touch. Oops. You know, we need certain things that can fulfil a woman. All right? But men, they're they're more like physical. I shouldn't say rational. I should have said more physical. Yeah? Mm, No, because I think that men still need to have that emotional connection they still need like for example if you're always angry and not submissive and just cook the food and fling the plate down on the table Mm. and you do that all day every day he's not going to go for that and that's because you're mashing him up inside emotionally okay but what if his needs are being met what if his needs are being met well he's because they don't have they don't have much needs no they do i think he's more than physical needs yeah yeah I think that is just a complete um, misconception okay. that if a man is satisfied in the bedroom, then yeah, everything's all great. But I didn't say if a man's satisfied in the bedroom. You said physical needs. Let's be let's be very very. <laughs> let's just 
call a spade a spade. When we're talking about men's physical needs, that's what we're talking about, mm. really. Right. What other What other physical needs are there? <laughs> Eating, sleeping. But that's what I'm saying. If you're flinging a plate down on the table, he's still being fed, but you're not doing it with no... There's nothing behind it. You're just... You're just doing angry it. and just... <laughs> yeah, but I didn't say that you're going to fling the food down. I know, though, right? but I'm using it as an example. I'm right. saying that emotionally, mm. if a man feels like he's not been given something out of love or there's something that's gone into it, mm. then eventually he might become uninterested or he might become just detached mm. to the point where it's just the mundane going through the motions sort of thing. Doesn't that work the other way as well, though? Yeah, but we always say that women are emotional because of those things. Oh, you're not meeting my needs because you're not taking my feelings into consideration. But that's the same thing that you're doing to the man. You're not taking his feelings into consideration. You are because you're feeding him. No! (laughs) I'm only teasing you. I'm teasing you. I am teasing you. I, you, know, you know me already. You know, sometimes you, you can't tell whether I'm being serious I or not. But I, 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 am, I am actually just toying with you. And yes, of course men are emotional, you know, to a degree. Yeah. But I don't think they're as emotional as women. What do you think out there? What do you think that men's needs and women's needs are the same? Because what Lily is kind of ascertaining to is that we both... We want the same things, mm. but we act very differently. Yeah. Right, but you're ascertaining to a man has to have his full emotional needs met just as a woman does. I don't I don't think full to the extent that, you know, you've got to be as, I don't know, like... Oh, you're backtracking a bit. I'm not backtracking. I'm just thinking when it comes to a woman, we mm. are we do emotionally need to be have our cup filled. That's a term we hear. Mm. Have our cup filled to the brim. How full is your cup when it comes to your man treating you like taking your feelings into consideration? Um but then I also feel like that's also a rational play. That's also you being you know, kind of logical about your moves, if that makes sense. But it's a chess game. But it's a, yeah, and this is a thing. Love or relationships, it's not a game. A lot of people do tend to play games. Mm. Depend. See, I keep making these sweeping statements about a lot of people and so on and so forth. I need to stop doing that. Mm. So this is my opinion, all mm. right? So I can't make assumptions because we all think differently, mm. okay? Um, however, like... People, when you you look generally at the 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 whole relationship kind of uh, scenarios, scenarios mm. that men and women, men they do whatever they've got to do, mm-hmm. and women do whatever. But it's the coming together, working together to make it work, mm. right? And we do need th- different things, but in the same way. Yeah. Because I think, bef- like, if you look 50 years ago, you mm. could say that concept of men being less emotional made sense. Like, the man went to work, and when he came home, he just expected his dinner to be made, the kids to be quiet, and him to have a chilled evening when he got in from work. That's the picture that we're kind of given mm. of what things were like back in the day. Whereas now, I think when you've got, um, most of the time, a 
dual working household and actually not even most of the time a lot of the time there's a dual working household even if the mum's working from home mm. that concept of a man coming home and expecting his dinner to be made and all of that stuff it still kind of holds some merit but I think for a man it's, it has a different kind of a meaning because mm. he knows that okay I know my woman's been at home but she's been at home working her nine to five as well as working with the children as well as doing whatever ever else she's done and still she's made my dinner and everything's ready for when I come home mm. that hits differently emotionally that's not that's not a rational thing that's okay you've you have have actually had to do that bit more to satisfy my stomach tonight mm. Um, with, okay, we have a call coming in, so let's take this call. Hello? 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 Hi. Yeah. I'd like to join your competition. <laughs> okay. Hello, I can you hear me? me? I can hear you, I can hear you. Oops. Oh, no. Oh, you're gone now. Call back. Call yes, back. Yes, call back, call back. Okay. Um, yeah, so what I was thinking of in you saying that, though, it was I, I saw something. It was an old program, probably made in about the 90s. Mm-hmm. Right. And it, a lot of it brings on male and female. And what it was was a woman went out. She she works just as well as a man works. Yeah. But and her friends encouraged her to buy a dress for £300, right, $300. Mm-hmm. And... Um, let me just say, yes, to buy a dress of $300. Oh, it's gone again. Um, and she bought the dress. The husband says, I went and something went wrong with the car. He went to the bank. Mm-hmm. There was no money in the bank. Because she used £300 to go Because she everything. used the money. But okay. she, her friend said, you deserve it. You work hard, whatever. So when he saw how, how upset she was, he says, all right, then keep the dress and try it on. Let me see it. So she goes, tries it on, he says, yeah, you can, yeah, just keep the dress. I'll sort it out. I'll sort out the money situation. Mm-hmm. Anyway, she found a way around it. She got the money back, took it, give it back and um, put it under the husband's pillow and said, I've got something for you. It's under the pillow. And he went and it was the money. And he got it. He flipped. Yeah, of course he did. He flipped because he says, I, I told you I could sort this out. I told you I could sort this out. One moment. Hello. Hello? Is this phone working tonight? Hello? Hello? Hi. Hello? <laughs> Sorry, that's very loud. Uh, Hi there. I don't understand this. I, I really can, don't understand. Hello? I can hear you. I can hear you. Uh, There's a slight delay. You might hear a slight delay on the telephone. So if you turn your radio, if you turn, situation going on here. If you turn your radio down, if you turn your radio down, right. then, then you'll be able to I hear us in real time. Your competition. Okay, I know you've got the book actually, but by the, yeah, I um, have not got my radio on at the moment. All right, can you hear us? Can you hear us? Hello. Oh, no. um, I tell you what, come along and join us in the chat room. Um, I hope we're not having trouble with the phone tonight because, or just drop us a text and then 
a text is just as good as a call. So, yeah. and I'll try in the the break to sort, sort out this issue. Okay. Um, yeah. So he got angry and said, I told you I could sort it out. Mm. So what would you say regarding that situation then? Okay, so. <laughs> Hello? Hello? Hi. Hello? Hi there. Can you hear Oh dear, I don't know what's going on here. Um, we'll sort it out. Call us back after the break. I'm going to try and call you back um, during the break and see um, about sorting out this issue. Okay? Yeah. So my thoughts on this, I have two thoughts. The first thought is kind of, I kind of understand where he's coming from mm. because he says to her, I can sort it out. Don't worry, you look lovely in the dress. They didn't seem like there was any snarky comment there. He seemed genuine. And by her then going and giving that dress back and giving him money, it's almost like her saying, you can't handle the situation. Right. So I understand why um, she would, he would get upset. Mm. However, there is this misconception with men that I feel needs to be said. Like, I don't understand why they get so offended yeah um when their woman decides to give them a monetary gift like why is it okay if you give me money but i'm like oh yeah i made a couple of extra bucks you know here on go and treat yourself you know and you get upset mm. i understand it's a man's you know it's it's almost part of their dna that a man is supposed to provide from back when they say when we when they lived in caves, because I never lived in caves. But when they say that they went and they went and hunted and they brought home the meat. Yes. From then until now, I understand that's the concept that they are supposed to be the providers. Mm. But being a provider does not mean that you can't accept a little gift. Mm. Because if your friend gave it to you, you would take it. So why can't you take it from your woman? There you go, guys. Can you Can you answer that question? Do you um, find it hard maybe receiving monetary gifts from your other half? And this is to the men from the women, because women, we don't mind. We'll, ta- well, we'll take it. Yes, I'll have the money. You Thank know, you. but what about you guys out there? How do you feel about it? And um, yeah, what are a man's needs and how different are they to woman to a woman? Join in on the conversation. I will get this um, phone up and running so we can chat online. Okay. So we'll see you after the break. The best radio station in the world. In the world. Allflavorsradio.com is right here, right now. Hi everyone, this is Shayla Prosper. I have a new album out under my skin. Filled with high energy jams like this. Tempo, 
yourself a copy from my website, shaylaprospermusic.com. Enjoy this collection of rich, warm, contemporary soul and R&B cuts that you will enjoy in the years to come. Under my skin, out now. Tune in to All Flavors Radio, Saturdays, 8 to 10, with DJ Nige on the shortiest show, one of these Lewis' favorite hangouts. All Flavors Radio is now looking for radio presenters. Email us at info at allflavorsradio.com. Catch DJ Laro on Sundays with the Caribbean Party, 12 to 2, and the Vibe Show, Tuesdays, 8 till 10, on All Flavors Radio. 24-7, playing your favorite artists. Hi, this is Everton Blender, and it's all about the old flavors radio. Sits in Ayaman Bushman, and guess what? You got a lock to our flavors. I say, come take a little winding up. Hey, yo, it's your girl, Colin XP, the Buyo Queen, straight out of Dominica. Bigging up all flavors radio. Keep it locked. All flavors radio. Oh, yeah, tell me what's up. Tell us what's up. And we're shouting out George Flavors and Angela as well, who's just joined us. And what a great job you guys done over the start end. An amazing, amazing job. Always playing a variety of music on allflavorsradio.com. We're worldwide internet, internet radio station playing a variety for everyone from soca to country to calypso to soul to reggae. Just everything across the board. A great show from DJ Slim and Mr. Fix It last night. Awesome stuff. You can catch um, Mr. Fix It on a Friday, Monday and Sunday. And also uh, DJ Slim on a Friday and Monday evening. DJ Lara will follow me from 8 o'clock tonight till 10. And then Mark Philogene from Bremen from 10 until 12. So, Lily, we have quite a few comments within the chat room there. We do have a couple. So, we have... um... Highlighting about relationships and men and women's needs. Yeah, so we have one from uh, John Ken who said, Pride, man like to give. So, we'll get to that. Mm -hmm. And then... um, Joanne says, I'll gladly take money from my wife to spoil myself. (laughs) Okay. And... um, then we have a comment. So John McKay, uh, Joy McKay tried to join the competition. She did quite try and call in. Yes. Um, she's put the five love languages in the chat. However, Joy, I'm afraid they're not all quite correct. right. Yes. Um, so we've got down here caring, time, giving, touching, physical, mental, spiritual. Um, not quite, but do keep, keep trying. trying. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, so it's pride. Pride makes man not accept. Like, we're talking in monetary terms here, but mm-hmm. what about the emotional side of things, guys? Are you more emotional? Um, drop something in the chat there. And if you're not in the chat room, come on, come over, join us in the chat room, guys, because we're having so much fun in there that, yeah, come and join in on the chat inside there or try calling us on 07 134713 and hopefully you will get through and we'll be able to um, continue the conversation. Yes, Lily. When we're talking about pride, though, I don't think we can link that to emotional. I think pride, men liking to give emotionally and men Mm. liking to give or take monetary is two different things. Mm. But pride really brings on ego, isn't it? Yeah. And men are quite ego driven. That's me yeah. making a sweeping assumption again. 
because <laughs> all men might not be ego driven, but most of the, the men that I know, they, their egos often t- overtake the emotion. So does that bring, so along the lines of if, say for example, a man's woman partner mm. was earning more than him, would he feel like less of a man? Would he feel like he's not living up to the plate? Like what? You tell us out there, guys, you are the men out there. So you tell us, would you feel, how would you feel about your woman earning more than you do? And at the end of the day, you're both contributing to a household, especially if you are a couple. Because mm. my take on it is I quite like the fact that my husband kind of mainly takes care of the bills and then anything we have that I've made mm. that we can like pay for holidays and stuff like that, I'm fully on board with that. I like doing that side yeah. because then uh, what needs to be sorted out has been sorted out and then our own fun time, I've contributed to our fun time. So mm-hmm. we do obviously like um, discuss finances, but I don't feel like one person pays that bill, one person pays mm. that bill. I think that adds to that adds to men being in- egotistical, I think. Okay. But when you kind of share the responsibility, you've got a big pot that everything goes into and then every anything additional can come from whatever's, one person is made additionally or whatever. Mm. I quite, I think that works. Um, but I don't think a lot of people think like that. Well, again, that's a sweeping assumption, Lily. So that's your opinion. Yeah, it's my right. Opinion. So what do you think out there? Let us know what you think out there because um, it's quite, you know, two different ends of the scale again. And I agree with you, Lily. Like, but you know, some men will come and say, "Well, I pay the rent and I do this," and they hold it over the woman. Mm. That's where the um, maybe physical or DV can um, domestic violence can actually mm, enter mm, into the mm. picture. But um, overall, we're talking about um, men being: are they emotional? Mm. Are they emotional to a point? I think Joanne says there, women are more emotional. Yes, we are more emotional. Yeah, yeah. but we are. We are no, no. I think we are more visibly emotional. I think men internalize their emotions okay. quite a bit. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like they because we've spoken about this before when we say that men are told, no, be a man, hold mm. it in, don't express yourself, don't cry. You're a man. You've got to hold it in. Um, and I think that's why men tend to internalise it. If they're upset, if they want to cry, if they want to be that expressive, then it will just be, oh, no, I'm going to go in my room, my man cave, and do what I want to do. Yeah. Whereas we will sit there and cry. And they still always do. Yeah, they do have a man cave. And that man yeah. cave might be spending hours on... PlayStation. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know, so... that it. It's not a physical cave, but it's going within themselves. Yeah. I, I learned that, I read that in the book, um, men are from Mars and women are from Venus. Mm-hmm. And we, we we are completely two ends of the scale. Yeah. You know, and that's only normal because mm. when you look at the scriptures, it says that when the man saw that he, um, God was bringing them all the animals mm. and they, each of them had a mate, mm. but he didn't have one. Mm. And then he said he... Um, made him go to sleep, took his rib, mm-hmm. and then formed the woman. Mm. 
but the woman was there as a compliment yeah. and a helper. Mm. I mean, I don't mind being a helper. And like you said, so um, your husband will go out and earn the major wage, maybe, mm. and you're a contributor, mm. you know, and yeah. likewise. It's, it's just one of those things. You and know. it's the same when you talk about scripture that the minute the man is the head, a lot of people look at that as quite a domineering. Oh no, why should I? What do you mean he's the head? No, no one's ahead of me. Mm. But then someone, I think Nana said it. I've heard it so many times that the woman is the neck. Yes, a head can't move without a neck, can it? <laughs> there you go. But the neck is there to support the, the head. head. Yes. So it's within. We spoke about. Um, the male-female relationships last week we spoke about the five language, love languages mm. but when you when people look at men being emotional women or rational men men being rational women being emotional that then does that not become complementary because if a woman is emotional then the man's rational being rational can balance out her emotions and it's, that's what it's all about you've hit the nail on the head balance mm. it's the balance all right so mm. Uh, Joy has, again, oh, John Ken has said there's um, four. I think you've got four there, Kenny. So keep going, guys. Keep going. I think there's one missing there because you've got physical act, physical acts of service, quality time and words of affirmation. Yeah, there's one there's missing. One there's one missing from that list. All right. So keep trying, guys. We're running a competition today and you can win a book. A signed book, 40, if you can get all five love languages that we spoke about last week. I love this comment from Juliet. Juliet says, I agree with you. His money is our money for the essentials. And my money is for the extras to treat the family. And then um, uh, Joy says, I'd like to explain, but I'm unable to. So I can explain the five areas I mentioned I disagree with the blanket views as I believe we were created equal. So um, just in response to Juliet's comment, I think it's nice to be able to, not that say, not saying that everything he earns should go on bills, mm. but it's, it's one of those things where, you know, you've taken care of us, let me help, you've helped help taking care of our necessities, let me help take care of our enjoyment our entertainment our life you know because life isn't just about I don't I don't work to live yes yes no I don't live to work I work to live I want to be able to you know um help us enjoy our family life yeah and that's another point isn't it is you know um going to work it is a necessity Mm. in order to live a relatively decent life right yeah but if the man and the woman yeah. can compliment, as Ken said there. Man is normally the main earner. Women would add like a compliment, so to add extras. Yeah, exactly. Okay, and that's, that is exactly. true. That is true. And a lot of the time, I guess, in this day and age as well, we're living in a very modernised age. Yeah. Where I think all the roles have been kind of, you know, changed. Yeah, and obviously with different genders and all sorts of things going on, mm. it's a bit kind of haphazard. So we are talking in terms of like an, a heterosexual mm. environment. Yeah. Yeah, because lots of roles have changed. People have changed. Life has changed. Times have changed. However, men and women still remain the same, yeah. regardless throughout the ages. What do you think? I think that Nana's going to up. 
not be happy with my comment. Mm. <laughs> I don't think we were created equal. No, I don't either. I don't think... I don't think anyone should be viewed as mm. lesser than the other person. But I think each one in their own right brings something major to the table. But I also feel like there's a reason why women were blessed with a womb. Yeah, so that, that's a difference there, isn't it? That's not equal because men can't have babies. No, and I think that's something that without a woman there would be no man. Mm. And I also think that is a, it's a, what's the word? It's a a journey, bearing a child for those who want to, is a journey that I don't think it would have, this is, this is almost why women are more emotional. I don't think this journey would have the same connection, the same you know like yeah as if man had that privilege Mm, mm. and that is maybe a blanket statement and a generalized assumption but I just think it's something about a woman carrying a child yeah men do try and be part of that process where they you know try and be supportive and oh I heard a heartbeat and I felt a kick and but I think if that responsibility was transferred to a man yeah. I honestly don't think it would be the same. But some men, they go through the, some of the processes when their um, wife gets pregnant or their partner gets pregnant. Mm. Like some men lactate. Yeah. Some men just... have morning sickness. You know, it's the connection. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, I mean, I don't know if it's a phenomenon or something, but maybe they're just really in tune. Mm. So it's, But then I, is that man more emotional? I don't know. We could be going around in a goldfish, couldn't we, guys? We could actually be going around in in uh, a goldfish bowl. And yes, you're very right, Joy. Women can impregnate themselves. No, they can't. Well, they need the oh, sperm. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. But they don't necessarily need the man. Well, they do, because without well, the man, the there'll be no sperm. <laughs> so hey. you can't have one without the other. They are yes. complementary. They are two sides of that. Queen and yang, you know, that that black and white. It's, you know, the energies need one another. Yeah, yeah, they do. The energies need one another, which is another reason why when people make the statement that, you know, you don't need no man, I'm not going to lie, I hate that statement. You you do. Yeah. Whether it's a mat, whether it's your dad, your uncle, your brother, your husband, your best friend, you do need a man in your life. Mm. Well... Yes, if you want certain things done, you know, when you th- we spoke about relationships, so there are certain things that you need a man for. No, I'm talking about generally, doesn't yeah. matter what kind of man it is, mm. whether it's your husband, your dad, your brother, your uncle, your granddad, the man at work, mm. you need a man in your life because you need that person who is either the complete opposite to you or that male in your environment right honestly i don't think this world in any sense you need the opposite you need of course you do you do yeah just like a man needs a woman yeah but you don't never hear but is it a need? you don't never hear men saying to their boys no bro you don't need no woman <laughs> men don't say that to each other <laughs> 
I sounded like I'm, I really just out of my mind. Oh gosh, I apologize, everybody. But do you know what I mean? You don't, you don't hear them say that to their boys. Whereas you hear your girls, oh, he did this to me. Oh yeah, but you don't need no man. Shut up. Mm. No one needs your negativity. Yeah, that's that's my view on it. I just think you do need that balance. Let's just say yeah. it's the balance, like you said, the yeah. yin and yang. It's the head to the tails. It's the neck to the the head. Yeah. You know, so without, like, you put it very brightly, without the head, you need the neck. Mm-hmm. And without without neck, you couldn't see where you're going. Of right? Course. So that, that's a great way to look at it, isn't it? You know, so guys, join in on the conversation. I think we have the telephone fixed now. So please, if you have something poignant to say. Um, Joy says uh, that's the way God planned it, each one. Need, need one. one yes and we'll end it there that's so awesome you know that's really really true mm-hmm. so we have that there we have that in there and yeah think mm-hmm. on it some more and if you'd like to to join in on the conversation 07895 134713 that's 07895 134713 the people's station if you're in your car and a child ran out in front of you Right now, could you stop, think, slow down? Have you ever wondered what therapy is and even considered using a therapist? Here on All Flavors Radio, we're inviting you to listen to some therapeutic approaches which you may find useful. Join me, Darnell, for a taste of therapy on All Flavors Radio on Thursdays, 10pm GMT with DJ Caddy. Club Zook mashup session with Ninja Man Lloyd. Thursdays 8 to 10, Saturdays 2 to 4, Sundays 10 to midnight. Zook mashup session on allflavorsradio.com. Anuale, tune in to the George Flavors Reggae Show. Wednesdays 9 to 11 UK, 5 to 7 Eastern. Allflavorsradio.com. Tell him Eve's Lewis say so. To all queer lovers from around the world. Come join DJ Naiji for two hours of solid quail music right across the genres. Cadence music, Zook music, Quadril music, Lacomet, anything quail. It will be broadcast right here on All Flavors Radio with your host DJ Naiji with a short year show, 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. GMT, each and every Saturday. See you there. You're listening to AllFlavorsRadio.com. Catch DJ Laro on Sundays with the Caribbean Party, 12 to 2, and the Vibe Show. Tuesdays 8 till 10 on All Flavors Radio. AllFlavorsRadio.com, the people's number one station. Best music, the best presenters, the best station. All right, and the first track that we played was Roberta Flack with Donny Hathaway. And where is love? It all kind of comes in doesn't it because matching up about the relationships and yeah the the songs have to tie in with the things that we're speaking about so joy you asked did you win the competition i must say you come very very close but there's just one thing one little word that's missing in your uh in your answer and we're being very very specific here we're not we're not clutching at straws but we'll tell you the reasons why when you get the the full answer right but you're very very close joy so very keep close. keep trying keep trying we have a competition running this evening and it's um, we spoke about the five love languages last week 
and whoever can let us know you can either call it call in or or text in come into the chat room come join us in the chat room and um yeah try even in the chat box just to see about the five love languages that were spoken of last week and the prize for the competition is the book 40 by yours truly natasha wimbo um so yeah jump in the chat box give us those five love languages and win yourself a signed copy of 40 yes 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 so just shouting out chrissy dj laro gary Duane, kenny joy mckay juliet kimmy b mark Philogene, norbert from castries pele all in the chat room and lovely to have you on board and not forgetting our amazing uh, all flavors radio djs i'll give you, give you a shout a little bit later on all right so lily we're speaking next on we've spoken about men's health yeah right <clears throat> sorry but this week we're going to speak about women's health and really how black women when we are treated for cancer mm-hmm how we get treated differently within the NHS service. Okay. All right. So um, it says they acknowledge and regret the disparity, but they have no target towards ending it. So even the NHS recognise that there is a disparity when it comes to the treatment of black females Mm -hmm. within, you know, when they, they do have cancer, to be treated just as fairly as their white counterparts. Your thoughts? My thoughts are it's not just patients that are being treated for cancer. Mm. I think the reason why there's no target to end it is because the NHS is not just one. Obviously, you've got the NHS that covers national health care. However, mm. Um, you have loads of different foundations and trusts within the NHS. Yeah. So each hospital kind of manages things their own way. Right. Um, so it's so changed. That's the reason why they most probably can't say, you know, yes, this is our aim and it will be ended by this date because mm. the NHS as a whole um, can't set, can't make that definitive choice because they then have to go think we're talking about the whole of England Mm. you know that England and the UK that are getting this service how many hundreds of hospitals are within that space yeah that being said I actually think no I don't think I know I've been at the receiving end of this Mm. Um, and you was there. Yeah. So short and quick example of when I was in labour with um, the youngest. <laughs> it was quite distressing. It Yeah. Well, full blown labour, ready to push in the waiting area. And they told me to sit down. Well, I can't do that. I'm in a lot of pain. And then I came in, no midwife came out to see me. Mm. what was it five minutes after I came in a white lady and her husband or partner came in after me and a midwife came out to call her straight away I announced amongst her being called in that I need to push yeah got ignored I announced it again 30 seconds later because that's how quickly the contractions were coming I was ignored 
So I started pushing. Mm. And the rest and is And no history. one came to me until, well, Janae's head was out in the waiting room. Yeah. And I remember that white guy saying, somebody help her. <laughs> The same couple that had come in after me mm. had to then be, you know, they have to wait now because now you've got what an could potentially situation. be an emergency on your hands. Yeah, yeah. And how many other black mothers, because it's mm. another thing is our mortality rate is quite high. How many black mothers and Asian mothers are being put at a disadvantage because you feel that you have to treat that patient first? Even in their treatment, I have, sorry, another example of one of my friends um, was pregnant during this COVID period and the difference in information they was giving yeah. to the white um, mothers and then the black Asian mothers. Um, and my friend said that the door was wide open so everyone in reception can hear those conversations. Mm. And when they was talking to the white mums, they're saying, oh, yes, you know, nice, healthy labour and the normal chit chat and then when the black and asian mothers was going in because she was in the waiting room for quite a while um the first thing that was being said was oh yeah you're high risk of you know getting covid make sure you don't go anywhere make sure you don't do this make sure you don't do that so the conversation within itself was completely different um when actually we should be giving everybody the same information because they're still all pregnant they're still going to get to 28 weeks where they should be at home shielding. Regardless of what race we are. Regardless. Right? We're yeah. all st- in the same situation. And likewise with this one, um, as regards to getting the health care needed, it was this um, Leanne Perrow, and she's a South Londoner, and she's a founder of a BAME, BAME cancer support group mm-hmm. called Black Women Rising. Mm-hmm. And she spoke up at saying that before um, she set up the company, that she was told not to make it about black people. We always get that. Yeah. And it's not about making it about a black thing. And I, you know me already. I'm not a fan of speaking on black and white issues. Yeah. But when it does affect our community and we're getting somewhat of a raw deal, mm. then someone has to speak up about it, right? Yeah, they do. So she's speaking up about it. And then obviously the BBC ran a small piece about her group. And, you know, she had white men, women messaging her on Instagram saying that they'd say, you know, why are you making such a fuss about it? Why are you making it a black and white thing? So you get it from all angles. And it's, do you know what? Someone else sent me something in today regarding the Sainsbury's advert. Apparently, I've not seen it because I don't have that kind of TV. Mm-hmm. And it's a black family celebrating Christmas. Yeah. And the amount of raw comments that were going ahead just like this where you know that white people are making really bad comments Mm. regarding that maybe we'll we'll include that in the show next week Mm -hmm. and we'll discuss that but it's just it's always like when it's something to do with us we we can't speak about our issues do you know what I think it is I think because they are so ignorant and I don't mean ignorant in a in an offensive way I mean in the sense that I think that some people clearly are blind. They don't see mm. what is happening because it doesn't affect them. When a when a white person goes and gets money out of a cash point or is standing behind someone that's getting money out of a cash point, mm. that person doesn't flinch. That person doesn't feel uncomfortable. That person doesn't look over their shoulder and is like, what are you standing so close to me yeah. for? Whereas when it's a black person, a black man... 
a black young black woman or an Asian, that's completely different. And I think because they don't experience it, it's not their issue. They don't mm. understand the issue. So when these things are raised, like this comment here, this is what gets me. What so white women with breast cancer don't need support too? Um, Macmillan adverts, and there's another one. Um, breast cancer. It might be the 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 cancer research. Cancer research UK. Mm. Only recently have I seen an Asian person in that advert. Mm. But a Macmillan support advert. They were having nice cake parties, and you had to shut. Is that like where's Wally? Where's the black person? Jeez. Jeez, and this is what I'm saying. When the support is there, mm. you've got the support. You know who to go to. Yeah. But when it's us, I'm just saying to you, I want to be given the same information. When I sit in the doctor's office and the doctor says to me, unfortunately, you know, this is what's happening. Yeah. I want him to tell me exactly the same thing that he's told you. And that's really good that this Le- Leanne Perro has set up this group. It's the um, Black Women Rising group to speak on these matters because what has been said is that a lot of it comes down to the healthcare professionals. Yeah, I was just going to say that. And they're they're just not used to seeing black people. Yeah. And while there are, some of them are systematically racist, they're not educated on our needs. That's quite scary. So does that mean that there's not enough black doctors within those fields? That's exactly what that means. Right, but then it's... I think there's a lot of black nurses mm. and Asian nurses because we can't... I don't like to say just black. I do like to say black and Asian because, unfortunately, the dark-skinned Asians, mm. they might not like to accept it sometimes, but they do fall quite close to how we get treated also. Yeah. yeah. So it's the black and Asian communities. Um, We don't really tend to go to the doctor do we? Let's be honest. We don't go, oh, yeah, you can eat this for that and you can have this soup for that and you mm. can have this herb for that. We kind of try and go holistic first. Yeah. And that's partly our problem. But it says there that they, even in these hospitals, that they do provide holistic treatment, cancer treatments for patients. Yeah. But do the doctors provide them, the doc, do the doctors who are seeing these cancer patients, are they aware of these holistic treatments? Do they know how to properly properly treat a patient with these holistic they methods. They do, but they told the, the woman, the black woman, mm. that went in for this holistic treatment that it wasn't for her. Okay. All right, <laughs> so the things are available, but then they turn around and say, well, yeah. oh, it's not really for you. Yeah. So, again, it's like we said, that, system, that systematic racism that underlies these healthcare professionals, that could be one of the problems... And that the healthcare professionals have no idea how to deal with us. So that I know I don't I don't like that statement. I don't know. I just feel like if you're a healthcare professional, mm. you 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 when we when we did our, our training, mm. we kept got drilled into us. Every patient needs to be treated with these same precautions. This this everything same 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 equality. Mm. Obviously, we know equality does not mean you treat everyone the same. It means you give everyone the same opportunities. However. You're telling me that a doctor doesn't understand the concept of doesn't matter who walks through your door. You give everybody informed consent. You give everybody all the pieces of information that they need. You cannot tell me as a doctor, as a consultant, as a specialist, that you don't know you're supposed to deliver this information to your patients. It would be nice if they did. But as we can clearly see, that's not the case. 
And that's what's sad about it. I just feel like that's a, that's a cop-out. You know, so it says that incidents like these constitute the overall frustration of black patients experience it, this, experiencing this in, in the NHS. So it says you can understand why people are feeling this way. So Leon says it's not about skill set. It's about empathy and awareness. Yeah. Awareness that we need to be treated just like anybody else. It's not about empathy. I'm sorry. It's no. Doing your, job, doing your job properly. Yeah, but the, the, if you're doing your job properly, could you imagine going and seeing doctors? Because we have seen doctors that have no empathy. Oh, yeah. I spoke to one on the phone the other day. Right? It's just like very nonchalant and like, oh, just taken as, as nothing. Mm. So how can you get past that that barrier if they've already got a barrier up, not wanting to treat you in the way that you deserve to be treated? Okay, in their defence, I'm going to be devil's advocate here. Mm. In their defence, these doctors are seeing cancer all day, every day. Right. Which is, in itself, cancer-causing. Yeah. Cancer is... It, it's such a horrible disease that... Imagine having to speak to people all day, every day about cancer, how to treat your cancer, how to know that you're coming to the end of your life. You only got six months to live, how to give that horrible, horrible, horrible information to a patient. So in their defense, Mm. it is not the greatest of career choices. Some people choose it because they do actually want to help people. Yeah. Um, So that being said, about being empathetic, there is a point where you have to just say, this is my job yeah. and I can't try and put my heart into everything because my heart can be misleading. Mm. If I start feeling sorry for everybody, then I've got to then take this weight home. Yeah. So that that's me trying to understand why they can't be empathetic, why they can't be... Um, you know, have that mindset for every patient. Yeah. You can sympathise with the patient, but you might not want to feel what that patient's Mm. feeling. Do you think they just become detached because I I see it so often? I do. I think more the nurses are the ones that kind of treat the patient in the sense that they look after, they care for, they nurture the patient. The specialists, the doctors, the consultants, not all of them, but I think some of them just kind of tick a box. They've got the one, they've got to be the one that signs everything off. Mm. So I've got a, a list of 40 patients I've got to see. I've got to give 25 of these patients bad news. I just want to get through the list. Okay. And a patient comes and says, but I want a holistic method. Yeah. And the doctor's like, no, 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 no. Let's just do what we know. Mm. And that's how it's got to be done. So that's what I think may be the case. I'm not in no way saying that is the correct approach. Approach yeah. Because everybody deserves the same opportunities. It may not, every medicine don't work for every, pe- every mm. person. We know that. Mm. We're not the same person. What might work for me is not going to work for you. But both of us should still be given the same information. Yeah. So your thoughts out there, beautiful people. We're talking on a quite an important subject. And again, just as we spoke to men, you guys, have you gone out and got that prostate tri- um, checked yet? Please, it's very, very important that you, it's something your life is involved. Likewise with women, are you checking your breast regularly mm. for lumps are you having your pap smear test and stuff done in order to keep healthy keep those health checks going and what can we do regarding 
uh, this this treatment or lack of it mm. within the NHS, again, it's something that we have to lobby about and and try and see a change when it comes to these kinds of things, mm. right? So what are your thoughts on it? Do you think that it can change? Or do, have you experienced yourself being treated a certain way because within healthcare because of the colour of your skin? And we know that that shouldn't come into it really. No. But... You know, it it is just how it goes, isn't it, sometimes? I will say, though, obviously I work for the NHS. So mm. for me, myself, I have to be that person that's kind of... I'm not for or against any of, you know, certain statements. But I work with some amazing people. And I know I work in not a very challenging department, part mm. of the hospital. But I have worked with very challenging patients. Yeah. But I've still seen my colleagues give these challenging patients, and I'm talking like abusive patients, but I've seen my colleagues give them the benefit of the doubt. Look, I know you're in pain. All right, let's just sort this out for you, but I'm not going to do this with you if you're going to treat me like that. I've mm. seen them be that person that not that isn't just, you know, oh, is it just a number? We just got to get rid of them. So I have seen ones that I work with, consultants, yeah, that have had to deal with extremely challenging cases also cancer patients but they've still given them mm. the care the time you know sometimes some of these patients just call up speaking they're not really making much sense but they still give them the five minutes right so i know that there are people there are doctors and consultants out there that will go the extra Mile. you know they'll go extra for patients and it doesn't have anything to do with the color of their skin it's just because you are my patient and that's how I want to treat you um but I've also been at the receiving end of two very very poor treatment experiences from the hospital from two different hospitals one where actually pre-care was amazing mm. but it was just that last point that let them down and one that was just a letdown from the beginning and it is because people just like to they look at you and you're just a tick box. Oh, I've got so much paperwork is one word, one mm. thing that they kept on saying. And we've got a, you know, we have to, not us because we're not the ones that are working. We're not the consultants. We're, we're, the, we're the patients. Yeah. But you have to kind of, if you do have anyone around you that's in that kind of um, industry. Yeah. Do you have these discussions with them? If you've got a, a white doctor friend, yeah, I don't know how many good people to do. That, do. Yeah. If you've got a white doctor friend, how many do you have these conversations with them? Mm. Maybe they don't. Maybe they are ignorant. Mm. They're clueless. They don't. It says that, didn't it? That they are clueless to what our needs are. Not even to you our know. needs. They might not realize that they're doing it. Like because, it's called systemic systemic racism. Yeah. They just think, oh no, I'm I treat everyone the same, and actually. Did you They're give not. that patient the same? Yeah, because when you know it's when you walk into the room, mm. it's like oh, oh, they're they're this way, so you're not going to. It just maybe it's automatic We've without even realizing it. We've yeah, of course it. we have. Of course we do. I've seen patients walk in the door, and I'm like, Ooh. yeah. So your <laughs> thoughts, guys, and this is it. Not just not being judgmental, isn't it? Not yeah. having that thought that oh, you know, we we. It's about being open. Yeah. And this, again, is something that we have to learn. This is why I say to you, when we talk on black and white issues, mm. I'm, I'm not a fan of it. But we're going to come up against it 
every so often, mm. aren't we? We're, we're always going to come up against it until we can maybe change things. Uh, again, um, instilling in our youngsters to go into those kind of fields. Mm. But then why, why can't, you know, a white doctor still treat a black person just as he would another one? Your thoughts out there, your thoughts out there. And just highlighting, well done, Joy. Joy won the competition. We did get a a, a text here from Lurleen. And um, sorry, my lovely, just just got pipped at the post and Joy got it. So the, the five love lang- languages, they were affirmations. Acts of service. Quality time. Physical touch. And gifts. All right. And the reason why... I need to explain why we were so pedantic pedantic on that <laughs> time comment is because you can spend time with anybody. You can sit in the same room as someone that's giving mm. them time, but that quality time it is making time for that other person, letting them know this is your moment. It's me and you. This is us. That's why we was a bit. Yes. Um, staunch on that quality yes. time so well done joy well done your gifts will be coming um to you very shortly so we'll see you after the break the people's station tune in to the george flavors reggae show wednesdays 9 to 11 uk 5 to 7 eastern allflavorsradio.com tell them eve's lewis say so to all quail lovers from around the world Come join DJ Naiji for two hours of solid quail music right across the genres. Cadence music, Zook music, Quadril music, Lacomet, anything quail. It will be broadcast right here on All Flavors Radio with your host DJ Naiji with a short year show, 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. GMT each and every Saturday. See you there. You're listening to AllFlavorsRadio.com. Catch DJ Laro on Sundays with the Caribbean Party, 12 to 2, and the Vibe Show. Tuesdays, 8 till 10 on All Flavors Radio. Allflavorsradio.com, the people's number one station. Best music, the best presenters, the best station. Now, you know that we do a live and unsigned section on this show, and we have going to be featuring three artists tonight. And this first track is by uh, Laleen. Great, great track, and it's called Don't Give Up. Yeah. 
That was our live and signs. Some great stuff coming through. Great stuff. The last one there was Ile Weeks. Um, he's from Boston. He'll be hopefully coming into London and he's doing a new release very shortly. We'll be having him on the show. And also Black Lotus featuring yours truly. So, Lily, I think we had uh, Laleen. She said that I've had, I have had bad treatment from Black, White and Asian doctors doctors unfortunately so she's had it all across the board you know so sometimes is it a black and white issue there you go if you've had it from all then but that specific point was on treatment of cancer patients and I don't I don't think it was by I don't think it's saying it's just white doctors Mm. that are treating them bad I think it's saying that just the treatment in general 
for black and Asian patients has been worse. Yeah. So just keeping that in mind, really. And um, yeah, we're going to shout out to Colin as well. Thanks for um, coming on board. Um, we're getting ones from um, WhatsApp groups and also Chrissy. Great to have your company. DJ Laro will be on from 8 till 10 tonight, followed by Mark Philogene from 10 till 12. Also shouting out Jawain, Kenny, Joy McKay, Mark from, um, from Bremen, Nuba from Castries, Pele from Hoxton and Juliet from London and Kimmy B. Also bigging up all of the DJs. Great job over the start end and wonderful show last night, Mr. Fix It and DJ Slim. And you please check out the schedules to find out um, when the, the DJs will be playing. I know Charlie Muir and George Flavors will be on tomorrow and playing uh, George Does a Nice Reggae Show and Charlie Muir is on as well. But check out the schedule just to see um, when DJs are playing and also it's a lovely variety of music. So in line, Lily, with um, the NHS article that we, we saw there, the government at the moment, they're trying to work out ethnic disparities and inequality in the UK. Right. They have a questionnaire mm-hmm. um, asking really for us to they want to find out evidence about this. Now, this is another thing, getting black people to fill in these things, because yes. once you put your name because I think on the form you've got to put your name, your organisation and details of the questions you're answering. Mm-hmm. You've got to write the question you, the, the in for the answers. But once you put your name in, sometimes we can be a bit, what's the word? Suspicious. Yes, yeah, suspicious regarding Paranoid. these things. Mm. And I don't blame them because when we look at the Windrush, the whole Windrush situation, mm-hmm. I don't blame them for or blame black people for feeling that way. But in order for us to um, look for uh, for ways that we can get rid of these disparities, just like the NHS, there's disparities there and treatment of cancer patients. Mm-hmm. How can we get rid of the disparities of of inequality um, for black people if we don't fill out this kind of questionnaire? Mm. And it's the focus that they're that they're looking at on education, employment and enterprise, health and crime and policing. So mm. health is one of yeah. the focus areas. Yeah. Um so if we're saying, oh no, we get treated worse as cancer patients, but not but we're not filling in these forms, mm. how can we prove that? Excellent. And that's the, the, I mean they're not personal, they're not really personal subjects, because mm. like you said, it's education employment and enterprise, health, crime and policing. Mm. And they're looking for the outcomes across the whole population. So from London to Birmingham to everywhere where there's black people, Mm. they'd like to find out. I know that there's ethnic disparities in all of these areas, right? But they want to understand why why they exist. Mm. Yeah. And Mm. what works and what does not work. Yeah, so some of the questions are things like, what do you consider to be the main causes of racial and ethnic disparities in the UK and why? Mm. Um, how could the education, how could the educational performance of school children across different ethnic and social economic status groups be improved? Um, how should the school curriculum adapt in response to the ethnic diversity of the country? 
That's a really good one. Just stopping you there because yeah. <clears throat> I think we spoke about it, didn't we? About putting certain things within the curriculum. Yeah. So that's a very important one. Mm-hmm. If we want to see more things that relate to us within the curriculum, we have to write in and let them know. Yeah. And but, not see things like gun crime and how yeah. to activist stop and search. I think things like that are ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I think we need to have some if you know we're going to answer these questions it needs to be positivity that's being looked at within the curriculum yeah um i think we spoke about it during the during black history month when we were saying it's nice to look at historical figures mm. and it's nice that they give us a month yeah but across the whole board of the curriculum yeah where are we where where are we represented And that would be great for our young men because I think part of the education situation Mm -hmm. is that they don't see themselves anywhere in there. So if if it's part of the curriculum, then thankfully it says it's response to ethnic diversity of the country. So we can get that in the curriculum, then they can know more Mm -hmm. or we can know more or teach more Mm -hmm. about us. And it would... I think that would be a great change. And it one thing I have to say, and this mm. is what really bugs me about our community. I'm not going to speak for the Asian community at this point. I'm speaking mm. for us. We know how to complain. Mm. We know how to, oh, this happened to me and that happened to me and they don't never make this provision for us and we get treated differently. But when we are asked yeah. to, okay, you're saying this is what's happening, Tell me what you think we can do better. Yeah. No one wants to fill in a form. And this is where I think it's now time for us to start, you know, you can make the complaints until you're blue in the face. It's never going to get you anywhere. Yeah. It's not going to get you anywhere. The the way that we can change things like the education system, we've started doing it. Our young men are going to university, they're getting their degrees, they're getting their teaching qualification, and there are a lot more um, black educators now. And I went to an event hosted by the Youth Plug where um, they ran a careers event for year nine to 11 students. And there was a lot of um, ethnic minorities. And I actually think the main ethnic minority was English people (laughs) of children. And that's what I'm saying. The majority of the students that came were black, Asian, um, Eastern European um, races that came. And some of the people that she came to speak were very, very educated, black, Asian and Eastern European entrepreneurs, business people, nurses, um so things like this uh, events like this i absolutely love because Mm. instead of sitting there and saying oh this isn't working for us the youth plug have actually put it into practice and they're saying yeah we see that there's a disadvantage of our young ones yeah what are we going to do about it and they introduce our young ones to people who look like them Mm. and who are in positions where actually i think i might want to be like you when i leave school yeah, so we have to fill in these forms. We, we have to. If we want to see change, march in. Yes, it. I guess it can change things, but if we write things down on paper, mm. how much more so 
are we going to see a difference? And if we, we've seen all this inequality mm-hmm. and we're, we're shouting about it, but if the government, like I said, they're asking and want to know about these disparities, then all these questions, like how can the ways young people in particular, those aged 16 to 24, find out about um, access to education, training and employment opportunities be improved? So they're looking for ways to improve and let's hope that, you know, the the government will answer these questions. There's about, let me see, there's about 10 questions. There's only 10 questions to to ask. And there is an email. I will put it into the into the chat box as well. I've just done it. Have you done it? (laughs) Awesome. But in saying that as well, I just want to give a quick shout out because this is a youth funding opportunity that's coming up. And the deadline is on Friday, the 20th at midday. So I'm just going to say it's you funding opportunity. It's shinespiredahair.com. I've put that also into the chat. And it's new and cancer. What's that, Lily? It's she inspired her. Oh, (laughs) thank you. She inspired her. I saw a word. I saw shine. Because it looks like Shine, Henry Shine. We order from them. That's what it looks like. Okay, so it's um, Community Connectors, a network of champions, and also Mentoring for Success. Mm. So check it out. We have put links into the chat room. That's why we encourage you to come into the chat room so you can get a hold of all this information and share it. Share it with the young people because we know that they are the future. But also sharing... Lily, could you share that other link to the government website in order for us to to go in and, and fill out that the form as well. Email or the oh the link, yeah. Yeah, the link. the link. So we'll put that link in the chat room as well, in the chat box. And um, yeah, check it out. If we want to see change, if we really want to see change, then we've got to be that change. Mm-hmm. But if we're not willing to, to make those steps to make change, things will just remain the same. Exactly. Right? So let's let's be that change that we want to to, to see. That's the only way that I can kind of put it. Yeah. Right, so that's the government. They're, they're, it's it's a incentive to open consultation for ethnic disparities and inequality in the UK. And they want to see the evidence. We can go in and write it down and make that change. <laughs> right? Awesome. We've had a really good show tonight. Yeah, we have. And we touched on a few topics. We had some other ones in there um, because we, there was one there also on Stephen Lawrence. It's been about, he died in 93-ish. Mm. This is 27 years. Still going on. Since he passed away and that's still continuing. Mm. So we'll talk about that maybe next week. But, you know, sometimes we do have to address the things that directly affect us. Mm-hmm. Because, again, that is something that affects us, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the police getting away with certain things. All this stuff. Mm. It, we, we need to see change. All right. But we've got to be that change. Yeah. So have you got a point there in a, for the, the laws, 48 laws of power? Yes. Okay. So I have chosen um, law number 45. Mm. And bear with me on this. I have to remember what I chose. Okay. <laughs> okay. So law number 45 is preach the need for change, mm. but never reform too much at once says everyone understands the need for change in abstract but on a day-to-day base on the day-to-day level people are creatures of habit too much innovation is traumatic and will lead to revolt if you are new to a position of power or an outsider trying to build a power base please 
um, power base, make a show of respecting the old way of doing things. Mm. If change is necessary, make it feel like a gentle improvement on the past. There's two reasons I've chosen this. Yeah. Obviously, we've spoken about relationships over the last couple of weeks. And we've spoken about the five love languages. Yeah. And then today we spoke about um, men being rational, women being emotional. emotional. Now, when we look at those um, attributes and look at what our love language is, mm. and we actually realise, oh, no, me and my partner, we're complete opposites. I need to change that person. It's almost like saying how things were, look at how things were, like we're talking about how things were in the 50s, how things were however many years ago, when women basically served their men. Men have, even the young ones of this, my generation, I'm not speaking for younger, sometimes still have the mentality that we are there to serve. Yeah. We're not going to change that overnight. But the power um, that it says preach the need for change so don't say no 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 it's not necessary say yes no there needs to be a change but you can't ask that person to change overnight you can't ask them to understand your love language overnight you can't understand their love language overnight Mm. so little things over a course of time um can contribute to the change if it's necessary like it says that if a change is necessary then over time it won't be a traumatic little and often as they yeah say. it yeah. won't be a traumatic experience for that person now speaking on what we we're saying about um treatment of our community within the nhs and in education these are not things that are going to change overnight these are gradual gradual changes mm. these are okay, we've identified a problem, we've identified an issue. Yes, we know these have been issues for the last however many years. Mm -hmm. However, have you noticed that only recently they have started identifying and acknowledging there is a problem? And that's only since, that's only during this time, this period, because they've always known that the problem's there. Someone sent me something on Ruby Bridges today as well. Mm -hmm. And that young girl, what they went to, but that, brought about change Mm -hmm. you know young black girl they didn't want blacks being educated Mm -hmm. in a white supremacist kind of demographic Mm -hmm. but they fought that and they won that Mm -hmm. and likewise with the the government website going in and answering those questions Mm -hmm. they're actually asking us for our opinion exactly so you're right that they're they're seeking change and Mm -hmm. the only way they're going to seek that change is just like the doctors that didn't have no connection Mm -hmm. with us Mm -hmm. So we let them know what we want. We let them know exactly what we need and we will see change. Exactly. I'm not saying hopefully, I'm putting out there that we will see change when we, when we, we take the steps. Yeah. But if we don't take the steps, look how, how long we've been in this country. Long enough. Yeah. But I think we've been here quietly getting on with it because we've, we've been living in an environment where we haven't had to be so vocal. Mm. Yes, there was vo- people being vocal, you know, in the 60s, 70s and 80s. And then we kind of went really quiet over the 90s and 2000s. I feel like nothing was said when I was in school. There was those odd racist comments that were flung at me when I was in school. But it wasn't, it wasn't nothing like what maybe people experienced in America, the US, or what you guys might have experienced in the 80s and the, the time before. 
But I feel like, I said this a couple of weeks ago, that mm. I myself, even within my working environment, I'm seeing the higher ups, because I have to say, you know, refer to them as that, acknowledging there is a problem mm. and putting things in place to say, okay, I've acknowledged it. You come together and let me know how we can start to make a change. Yeah. This is a starting point. It is no way near where it should be. It's never. We're not gonna get perfection because mm-hmm. we're a bunch of imperfect people, right. so of course. But we have yeah. to acknowledge that our complaining, yes, it has accomplished something. But now we have to it start. Didn't get very, very far. Though, no, it hasn't. It? So now we have to start accepting that. Okay. I've got to tick the box that I'm a uh, black Caribbean on the, yeah. bo- on the form that they asked me to fill out. And we've got to fill in, fill in these things to let them know exactly what it is mm. that we need in order to, to get that response mm. or to see something different than what we're just used to and what we've put up with over all this time. Mm. And, sorry, <laughs> also putting ourselves in positions we cannot keep on relying. Pele made a comment in the, he made a comment in the chat box. Yeah, he said, great show, love the topics. It's good to talk about things that matter to us. Mm-hmm. Let's stop talking. Let's stop talking and start acting. Yeah. All right, because it's very true. We don't speak enough about it. That's the first thing. Mm. Or we're relying on the 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 white man's news to suffice, mm. but it's not enough for us, mm. all right? So we need to start talking, all right? But we need to start acting, mm. all right? Actions speak louder than words, mm-hmm. and that is it. Action speaks so loud that it's just we need to start taking the steps to towards seeing that change. Mm. So it's great to talk about it. Let's now do something about it. Mm-hmm. And it's very, very important. Joyce says, I agree. We will see more changes as time goes by because the young generation are more vigilant in their action. Mm-hmm. Awesome, Joy. That's right. And young people, they're amazing. You, when I see you, you're doing so much. Like you said, you was doing your day job, but you were still working on your residuals. <laughs> like, I think, you know? though, our generation now... And the generation thereafter, just after us, have become so... Like, even back in school, we were vocal. We were telling teachers, I know we shouldn't be, but we were telling teachers, that no, you're wrong. Actually, mm. that's not what that means, you know? You know they don't like that. No, they don't. Mm. Um, but you, we have always been quite vocal. Mm. And also, one thing I noticed, and this is, was from college, we were always told, like, oh, no, the black boys they don't go to college they don't go to school and when I got to college there were just loads of black boys in college and they didn't go off and go and work in Tesco like some of these people I know one one of the guys I went to college with he's an ear nose and throat consultant now awesome so and that is my generation a lot of my generation went to school went to university they've got good jobs so they are the people that you're seeing when I say I know doctors, I know people in these positions. Mm. They don't treat their patients like that. And they are, it is the younger generation. And I think most of the time when people do talk about these experiences, it is from 
those who have been in their position for quite a while, mm. those more old school, you know, um, clinicians. But it's true. I think the generation of now, they there are a lot of innovators in our mm. innovation. Us and, us and, below. and do you know what? I do like the 48 laws of power, right? But I think, do you know, I think we're going to give you guys a treat. We're going to put the 48 laws of power aside because... Sometimes I look through them and I say, how is that relevant? Mm. 48 laws are for to, to do with leadership. Yeah. And it's to do with how to tackle, not just your enemies, but how to tackle business, how to tackle certain things in mm-hmm. that way. I think we're going to treat you with think and grow rich. What about that, Lily? Should we go there? A Napoleon Hill book. So we're going to start giving you little okay. tips from that book. Okay. All right, because it's all about mindset. Yeah, it's about mindset. It's about innovation. It's Mm. about imagination. It's about whoa, Mm. how we can fix to start making that change. So I think that we need to change. Yeah, and look into that book. Yeah. All right, so guys, thank you so much, so so much for coming on board tonight, and just shouting out to all of the DJs on AllFlavorsRadio.com, DJ George Flavors. DJ Laro, who will be on next, um, on the uh, from t- eight till ten, and also Mark Philogene as well. That will be on from ten till twelve. So George um, Sour Malaysia, big big shout out, big shout out to DJ Slim, and also DJ Nigel. You can catch DJ Nigel on a Sunday. Um, Charlie Muir, like I said you can catch Charlie Muir tomorrow. Um, the original Mr. Fix-It, who was on last night. Great show, by the way, Mr. Fix-It, along with DJ Slim as well. And you can catch Mr. Fix-It on, on a Friday and a Sunday. Ninja Man Lloyd is on from a Thursday and a Sunday. And John J.E., great stuff before the show. That really hyped us up. It was like in here, like, <laughs> getting hyped up, you know. And you can catch John J.E. on a Sunday, and sometimes he jumps on. And also the DJ Caddy on a Thursday and speaking on therapy and yeah mindset again so guys look after yourselves out there and thank you so much for your time everyone in the chat room thank you so much for joining us and also um everyone worldwide too many to to mention but thank you so much for your time like I say we're on every Tuesday from six to eight on the drive time show we will get the, the phone sorted out so you can call in next week. Um, but texts and joining in on the chat room is just as good. So thank you so much for your company. We'll see you next week. Take care. And we will see you on, on the other, other side. side. The best radio station in the world. In the world. Allflavorsradio.com is right here. Right now. Christina Maria, Polly Paul.